you're able to get a billionaire son that likes to be a waiter to get you out of the jam. That's right. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. <laughs> it's completely true. This is Earbender, where we have amazing people bend our ears and unpack one tale that will live in the internet history books for all time. Because everyone has one great story. Hey, what's going on? This is Earbender. I'm your host, Alexi. Dave Olson is a jazz pianist, songwriter, computer engineer, and a musical jack of all trades. Maybe most notably to our audience, he's the co-founder of Jazzology. He's been known to write parody songs in this group and made one for us today. Earbender with Alexi Music. I'm the producer, Mandevo, from Jazzology. I'm gonna tell you a story. Hope that you like it, and thank you for listening to me. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you know what? I know this is only the very beginning of Earbender, but I don't think anyone's written me a song yet on the show. This is quite amazing. Thank you very much. Oh, well, you know how much I like you, Alexei. <laughs> <laughs> you like me so much that you kind of say Alexei sometimes, sometimes Alexei. Yeah. You know. Sometimes I say Alexei. Sometimes I say Alexei. Depends <laughs> if there's like, you know, wine and cheese going on. And yeah, let's get that started right some now. Some tiramisu, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you think that the alcohol content in tiramisu was or is going to make you slur? Yes, I do. Yeah, Especially no. when you eat it like I do. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dave, and welcome to Earbender. It's great to see you. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. It's such a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. So in, in Canada, when is the last time you saw a bear? I see them at my cottage regularly. Like they just wander up the driveway. Like, wait, this this summer? Did you see a bear? Uh, not this summer, but I saw one okay. uh, last summer. And and if you ha if you happen to go out of the cottage and there's a little cub there, you know, you want to go back in the cottage because the mom is somewhere nearby, and you know she's probably not going to look too kindly on you. But you you haven't ever had like fight a bear like Davy Crockett or anything. I never fought one, but I've encountered them in the wild. <laughs> when we do hikes, we usually like just my wife and I will be talking or singing yeah. the whole time. Have you ever worn bells on your shoes or anything like that? I've never done that, but I've definitely <laughs> thought about it because it's like I'm not a big talker. So, I mean, you know, you got to talk a lot when you're, <laughs> when you're in bear country. <laughs> well, Dave, I'm glad you're on the podcast since you're not a big talker. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well done. I feel like the way to get to know somebody the best, really, is to play our game this or that. This or that. No truth or facts. Give me your opinion, I'm good with that. No winners or losers, no need to decide. But if you say you hate this game, I'll probably cry when you're not looking. Ooh, okay. That's catchy. <laughs> Very jazzy there. <laughs> Very like... jazzy for you, Dave, of course. There's no <laughs> there's no other reason to have it. Have you ever played this game before, Dave? No, I, I haven't heard of it before. This or that is very simple. I'm going to give you two choices, a dichotomy of choices, and you'll have to pick this or that. All right, let's do it. All right, let's go for it. <laughs> so number one for Canada, Niagara Falls or Tim Hortons? That. 
You 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 pick Tim Hortons. Oh yeah, <laughs> Niagara Falls off the board. You could care less about it. Like the the pride of Canada. I like Niagara Falls, but you know I drink at Tim Hortons every day. I have my morning coffee there. Tim Hortons for sure. <laughs> Very nice. Next, Whiplash or Born to Be Blue. These are two movies. Oh, I haven't seen Born to Be Blue, and and Whiplash I hated, so I'm gonna say Born to Be Blue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure where you were going to be on uh, Whiplash because I knew that you would say you hated La La Land, possibly. Yeah, I liked La La Land, but Whiplash what? to me. Yeah, I did like La La Land, but Whiplash was I, I've never had. I mean, I've had some tough teachers, but that was like beyond anything I've ever seen. That was just like too much. Really? I've heard a lot of jazz people kind of hemming and hawing about um, Whiplash, but about La La Land, they're all going nuts about it. Like, this is what jazz is. They all make yeah. the joke. When I was in jazz school, I had this teacher, Ron Collier, who had arranged for Duke Ellington. That was his big claim to fame. Anytime I made a mistake, you yeah. go, okay, Davey. <laughs> like that, you know? So I'd just be like practicing because I didn't want to hear him say, okay, Davey. That's way worse than the teacher on Whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one on the list, ketchup chips or pickle chips? Uh, I'm not a fan of either, but I'm going to go with that pickle. I was told when I went to Canada a couple of years ago that these were like big time chips that America doesn't have, you know, that um, the United States doesn't have. And you never, you never heard that before? You know, we have those here, but they're like not on my list of things to eat. Okay, perfect. <laughs> You're a big traveler. So the Galapagos Ooh. tortoises or the Galapagos birds, what was your fave? I'm going to go with this. The tortoises are amazing. I mean, it's like being in you know Jurassic Park. They're like huge dinosaur looking creatures, right? So Yeah, they're totally prehistoric. I ran into a lot of tortoises, but the good thing is they can't catch you. You know, they're actually slow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ryan Reynolds or Alanis Morissette? Well, Ryan is cute, but I'm going to go with Alanis. She's from my hometown of Ottawa. And, you know, oh, really? Sh shout out to Ottawa. She's from the Glebe, which is a nice neighborhood of Ottawa. So is that like the uh, Ottawa song, like One Hand in My Pocket? It's funny because when she came up, she was singing those like uh, I'm in a mall type songs, you know? Like, right. Totally. You ever see her on Star Search? I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when she when she went all like punky, I was like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> all, all of Canada was like, whoa. Our last one today, Dave, thank you for playing our game, is Ella Fitzgerald or Billie Holiday. I love both of them, but I... You're going to make a lot of people upset no matter what you pick, I think. Go. I got to say Ella. Ella is the queen. Yeah. But Billy, Billy is amazing, too. I love both of them, but yeah, Ella. Was there any song that Ella sang that Billy didn't? Uh, Ella does a lot of scatting that Billy wouldn't, you know, like, so Ella did a whole scat song called Airmail Special, which is entirely scat, you know, like, so that was her thing. Like, she was just incredible at scat. That's great. Thanks for playing our game. <laughs> Thank you. That was fun. There's no point and no score, but I guess you probably won. <laughs> we could do uh, stats all day about Dave and try to figure out where he was born and what year did he like lose his wisdom teeth and find the whole biography. Or Dave, you could tell us a story today. What story do you have for us to bend our ears? Well, as you know, I'm a piano player. And when I was 25, I got a gig on a cruise ship uh, in the Caribbean called the Costa Romantica. So I flew down from Toronto 
to Miami, you know, got off the cruise ship first time to Miami. I got into the ship. Why did you decide to take the job on a cruise ship? 25 years old, you got your whole life ahead of you. You could just do whatever you want. I thought, you know, uh, they pay for your room and board. You're playing nice. music, you know, uh, seven days a week. You know, there's beautiful women there. Like, well, you know, why not? <laughs> Wait, is this is this a cruise ship like uh, every seven days there would be a new regime of people? Or what? Yes. Yeah. So every seven days we would dock in Miami and we would do a Western Caribbean cruise like to Jamaica and Key West. Yeah. And then uh, then we would do an Eastern cruise like Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic and stuff like that. So that's very cool. It was fun. So when I got on the ship, you know, I got the gig and I, I found out that it's not just, you know, playing music. It's a little bit like being in the Navy because they have boat drills every week and they have a, these Italian officers who quiz you during the boat drills. Like you got to be there at like 8 a.m. for the boat drill or 7.30 a.m. Why? What's the drill for? Is there like a for hurricanes on the boat or what? Yeah, like basically in case the boat sinks. And as you know, there was a Costa ship that sank, you know, not a, a few years ago. So okay. it turned it turned out that they needed to be prepared. So, <laughs> so like my first week on the ship, I got a warning uh, for being late to a show. I was late to one of the production shows by a few minutes. So, so they gave me yeah. they gave me a warning. But they have a three strikes you're out system. So if you get three warnings, they just fly you home. Like sometimes you have to pay for your ticket. Sometimes they'll pay for your ticket, but they'll just send you home after three. So if you're late three times, how long were you on the boat for? Were you on there for like uh, six months, a year? What was, what was, oh. I was, I was there a total of seven months. So okay, yeah, within my first two weeks, I got two warnings. So I got that one for being late to the show. <laughs> <laughs> then I showed up to a boat drill and this Italian guy's like asking me, uh, how many people fit in a lifeboat? And I was like, um, I don't know, uh, 18. It's like, no, 25. And I was like, oh, okay. Warning, you know? And so I got two warnings within two weeks. You know, I, I love the idea of somebody like uh, giving you a pop quiz every once in a while. Cause this is like a lifeboat. It will save lives for you to know this stuff. But I mean, a warning a month. That's not so bad. If you got seven over seven months, that's that's pretty good. You know, to be honest, I wasn't really like all that worried at the beginning because I had just broken up with my girlfriend and or she broke up with me, actually. And um, I doubt that. I doubt that. <laughs> so I was like really depressed and I was just kind of like, whatever. I, I don't like this cruise. I don't like being here. You know, like I'm stuck on the ship. Yeah. So I met I met a girl from Italy uh, a few months later and her name is Irene or Irene in English. She she looked like an officer, too. So I was a little bit scared of her. And, um, you know, I was really excited. To, you know, we were like hanging out all the time and eventually we got together. Together. So all of a sudden, I had a reason to be on the ship, you know, we were going on the islands every day. And, you know, we were in love and all that stuff, right? So beautiful. So all of a sudden, there was a reason for me not to get a third warning here. Yeah, you can't get that third strike. But you know, it's me. So like, <clears throat> sure enough. Wait, 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 wait. I love it how Dave is the bad boy of this ship. You know, the bad boy <laughs> of Canada, the James Dean of, of the cruise lines. Yeah, I'm more like the Canadian, you know, uh, hick, not knowing what the hell's going on, right? So, <laughs> and I had this Cuban uh, roommate, Jose, and, you know, of course, Jose made it to the boat drill, but he never bothered to tell me, right? So, okay. Irene had some words for him later. 
<laughs> so I missed the boat drill. So I see the the band leader in the hall a few minutes later, and he's like, mm, looks like you got your ticket home there. So, you know, I told Irene and she was all worried, you know, and uh, it looked like I was going to be shipped off back to Canada. But it turned out that Irene had this friend who was a waiter who worked on the ship named Pedro. Nice. And Pedro, it turned out, happened to be from a family, a billionaire family from Portugal. And this family had actually bailed out the owners of the cruise line, uh, the Costa family. So they had actually given them money in order to, you know, keep them floating, right? Why is a billionaire son as a waiter, you said? Yeah, yeah. So he just, uh, you know, he, he obviously had tons of money. He flew back home on the Concorde. He would tell us about this. But he just loved to be around people. He loved the, you know, service industry. And he was an amazing waiter. He just loved to be with people, right? He, he didn't want to be stuck in some, you know, palace somewhere, right, in Portugal. So he worked as a waiter, but, you know, he had this kind of power, right? So Irene called him up and she was really distraught. And she said, oh, you know, Dave's going to be disembarked. And can you please help? So anyway, he did something. We don't know what happened, but nothing happened. I didn't get disembarked. And then we found out a few months later, uh, when yeah. Irene, when Irene was leaving the ship, we found out the story from Pedro. So he told us that he called the captain, said, you know, please don't fire the piano player. You know, he's a friend of mine. And the captain called up the cruise director, who's this, you know, really tall, uh, Australian dude. And he was kind of a, you know, he was a funny guy, but at the same time, he was like a taskmaster too, right? So, uh, he gets a call from the captain. The captain's like, uh, don't fire the piano player. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is the cruise director after this, and I didn't know this, but he always looked at me weird, like, who's this Canadian guy <laughs> that, the cap that the captain is phoning me and telling me not to fire him? I I, yeah, I love it how like, you know, the top of the boat, the top of the food chain of this boat is worried about a waiter. Did you feel like everyone was treating you differently after that moment? I know you didn't find out about it until two months later. Only the cruise director treated me differently. He just looked at me like, who is this guy? <laughs> is he a spy or something? This this woman is amazing. What did she do for work there? Uh, on the ship, she was a desktop publisher. So she did all the programs in six different languages. So she was working like literally 20 hours a day and I was working like three hours a day. Oh, so she's writing, she's writing up the programs. And the menus, anything that was published, right? And, and she has the inside track with all the other waiters and everyone else that works on that boat. Yeah, yeah. She knew all the officers and knew everybody on that. And she had actually been on the ship already uh, like uh, six months before me. So she knew a lot of people. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we fell in love. She went back to Italy, but I ended up taking the ship across the ocean. Uh, which was not fun for me because I'm very seasick and it was very rough. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And so, did you lose lose touch with her, and that was it? No, uh, we met up. She met me at the in Genova, the port of Genova, and I got off the ship and we hung out in Italy. I met her family, and uh, a year later we got married. So, and we've been married almost 25 years now. 25 years in January. Well, congratulations. That's. That's incredible. Yeah. How do, you, yeah. how do you get it so good? You don't just get to meet the woman of your dreams, but in Italy and you get to hang out there. Yeah. And I get to eat food there when I go there. And so Dave, this is a great story. You're telling me that you're 25 years old. You're the James Dean of Canada, obviously. <laughs> and you go all the way to cruise line. You just broke up with your girl. You get 
two strikes out of three strikes and before you know it you find the love of your life that you eventually marry and as, as you get your third strike you're able to get a billionaire son that likes to be a waiter to get you out of the jam that's right you know what you're telling me yes <laughs> it's completely true and it's it's all thanks to that waiter pedro who saved our pots this makes me think of like Gilligan's Island a little bit, you know, like how is there like a millionaire that fell off this boat and then an actress and blah, blah, blah. Right. Pedro <laughs> is there. He's he's on the boat. Of course it's him. Yes. Luckily, we didn't get shipwrecked. But yes, Dave, that was an incredible story. Thank you for bending our ears. Oh, thank you. This is the part of our talk called Heartbender, where we find what people feel in their heart for you. Dave, there's there's some people that wanted to say some really wonderful things about you because they care about you so much. Dave is a man who's devoted so much of his time to making our group lives and the world in general a better place. That was Honey L. Dave is a person with vision. He's tenacious, hardworking, passionate about the things he believes in. He's a good friend with a big heart. That was Hepsi. Dave really cares about people and is a great listener. He's the kind of person who will be there in good times and bad. He has a good heart, and I'm glad he's my friend. Mary, yeah, all these people love you so much. Oh, I feel like this is my life, like I'm on a ship. <laughs> <laughs> Are they like around the corner here? And they're gonna come yeah, they're, they're here today. I'm just going to bring down this uh, blanket, and they're all going to be behind me. It's going to be really nice. This is the part of the show that we have plugs. Do you have anything you'd like to plug today? I'd like to say a shout out to Jazzology. You can follow us at smule.com slash jazzology, or you can find us on Facebook. We are the online band from every land, and we play jazz music from uh, every continent. We have members. It's a really fun project. We love jazz. You can come and sing with us anytime. We play sax, piano, bass, drums, you name it. So we love jazz. We're the online band from every land. That's very <laughs> nice. Yes, definitely check him out. Please go to my Patreon page for extras on this podcast, the Smule musical that I'm writing, and other extras of my music at Alexi Music, A-L-E-X-I-M-U-Z-I-C. And if you could, be sure to give Earbender a review. It's the best way to help this show grow. And remember, every day can have a story that's amazing. When you find it, we're all ears. I use this song to fill a space, though I wrote one just in case. Wonder just what you can do if I leave the music up to you. Send it in and we will see if you can impress Alexi. This is just a placeholder till someone gets a little bolder. Make it short and remember your song could be a contender. Break out your keyboard or your fender and hear your song at the end of Fear Bender.